0: Look at Talk, new episode starts now. Happy New Year ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Look at Talk, the podcast that tells you the more you drink the better I sound. this is episode 201, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out everybody that tuned in episode 200. Shout out everybody show love in 2021. Hey, it's 2022 now, so continue to bring that same love, bring that same energy and keep pouring it up. I'm your man Victor, and joining me today Kicking off the new year on Liquor Talk, she brings the coffee and the apple juice to whatever podcast she comes on. She's the host of the Coffee and Apple Juice podcast, podcasting out of North Carolina. It's Miss Aisha. How you doing, Aisha?
1: I'm doing great. You got so much energy, and I'm just all cool and calm. Oh, my God. But I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm doing great, too. Happy New Year to you. How? Same how to 20, you. How does it feel? Has it sunk in that we in 2022?
1: You know what? Believe it or not, um, I feel really, really good for 2022. Like I just have, I don't know. It's just like my vibe just been different. Like 2022 gonna hit, and I'm looking forward to everything that it's gonna bring to me and my podcast, um, to my life outside of potty. Like I'm just really looking forward to it.
0: Man, I feel that. I feel that, and it's also. You feel that relief when you cut some dead weight off, you know what I'm saying? Like, whether it's friends, jobs, or people, it's like, sometimes some bridges, they need to be burned because people just, you know, it is what it is, and then you feel that sense of relief once 2022 is here, so it's like, I'm just ready to get after it, so I totally feel you. So why don't we, let's pod. Tell the people about your podcast, Coffee and Apple Juice Podcast. So, yes,
1: I am Aisha Hyde. I am the host of Coffee and Apple, just a podcast. Um, to be honest, we, it's like a, I don't really have a specific genre of topics that we talk about. We, I pretty much talk about a little bit of everything. I've noticed that I've been talking a lot of more, a lot about relationships more than anything else. But for the most part, um, the topic of conversation is usually general. Um, I record and release episodes every Wednesday so y'all check me out on all podcast streaming platforms as well as YouTube every Wednesdays where I drop my episodes um and yeah I've been doing it for a couple years now. I really enjoy it um and that's pretty much it like I just I enjoy what I do.
0: That's real that's real. So what's the biggest thing you learned about podcasting in 2021?
1: Consistency. You have to stay consistent with no. your brand and with your platform if you want it to go anywhere. Um, I'm a single mother of four. Not to mention, um, I'm really important at my job, so it's like it's been really hard for me to stay consistent. Um, of course, I'm gonna, you know, whatever's making me money and whatever's paying my mortgage is definitely gonna get my full attention. But I enjoy potting, so I try my hardest to make sure that I set the some the time aside to uh give my fans you know what they're asking for so but yes consistency has been um there's something that i've learned that if you're not going to be consistent with it it's not going to work you have to put forth 100 percent in order to get 100 back
0: that's real that's so real now how do you do it now that listen y'all if she a single mother of four <laughs> and she can be consistent with the podcast. I don't want to hear shit else these people say because I I know you see the same people that one day they have that podcast and then you look back a couple of months later you're like damn damn put out an episode in a while so I'm just like and I'm hearing you do it I'm just <laughs> there's just no excuses for 2022 y'all
1: um so it's it's not I'm not gonna sit here and make like it's easy it's it's not easy but I've I've been known to juggle parenthood and working and this and that i've just been known to do that i've been doing it for so long so it's just it became easy for me now i'm not saying that it is going to be easy for anybody else it's definitely going to take um it is it, going to take a lot of blood, sweat and tears, but I've, I'm i just I'm known for juggling. So, you know, I have my work schedule. I come home. I deal with my kids. You know, I do the whole mom thing. And then I make sure that I set time aside for my hobbies, which is potting. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if I, when you want something to work, you'll find a way to get it to work
0: agreed that's definitely the damn show sure truth you you'll definitely find a way to make it yeah, work. Yeah,
1: you'll find you, a way
0: if you want something to work you're gonna find a way to make it happen so what first what got you into podcasting
1: um so anybody who knows me know that I'm a talker I'm a strong communicator I love talking I'm very inquisitive um I just I like asking questions I like learning new things about people I ask like a ton of questions so I've I enjoy talking but not just any type of talking like i enjoy talking with other people i enjoy conversing and getting people's opinions on different things so me and a friend guy um some years ago was like i so i brought the idea to him like let's start a podcast we will be co-hosts or whatever now whatever the case may be he didn't make it with me to 2022 but you know nonetheless i stuck with it um because i really enjoy podcasting listening to them as well as creating them on my own
0: Agreed. I feel you on that because when I first started looking and talk, I had a co-host. Uh, needless to say, I would like say I wish that co-host well. They, they're they're single mom now. They didn't even make it. So I totally feel you there. So what kept you going with the podcast? Because a lot of people they they all have a plan until they get hit in the mouth. And and I looked at it as you know that test or, or do you still want to do this or not? Having a co-host leave on you and just up and leave that really tested to see whether or not you were serious about it. So what made you say, I'm going to stay with this despite him leaving or them leaving?
1: Um. So despite him leaving, I would, it was, like I said, podcasting is something that I enjoy doing. And it's very rare that someone with like so much going on, at, like it's very rare for me to find something that I enjoy doing and I stick with it. Um. But podcasting was just something that I really enjoy. And then it's like, when I go look at my analytics and I'm like, oh shit, people enjoy listening to me. People really listening to me. People really subscribing to my show. They really downloading my episodes. They really watching me. Like, then it's almost like I felt like, okay, I'm obligated to like get these people what they want, you know? And at the end of the day, it, I didn't consider it work. I don't consider it something I have to do. It's something that I want to do. It's just something that I really enjoy doing, you know? So, I just stick with it. Like if I enjoy it, it's not, it's not work for me. It's not a headache for me. I really enjoy sitting here on this mic and bringing what whoever's listening, whatever information or content that I got to give them that day.
0: That's real, that's so real. So how'd you come up with the concept of coffee and apple juice? Because <laughs> I get asked this
1: question all the time. Um, so like I said, um, when I first started the show, it was me and a friend of mine. And we, I kept telling him like, I just want a unique name. I want a name that's going to stand out. I want to call it something that we never heard before. And at the time, I was drinking some apple juice. He had some coffee. So I was like, let's name it. Uh, we had came, we had threw around a couple names. You know, like let's just name it the Coffee and Apple Juice Podcast, because I like I like apple juice, you like coffee, and at the time I wasn't even drinking coffee. I didn't start drinking coffee until after I had created the podcast. But nonetheless, it was it was just something that just kind of stuck with us. Like we and we just ran with it. Like we didn't want to call it the. The Aisha and such and such podcast. Like we didn't want, we just wanted something unique and something different, something that we knew nobody else was going to have. Um, And it definitely rang bells. So. Yes, it did
0: definitely rung bells. <laughs> I was like, "That's the definitely interesting concept for an interesting name." So that's yeah. a lot, that's a lot of things um, within podcasts. You will find a lot of different interesting names. So yeah. yeah, you gotta keep with it, yo, ladies and gentlemen. This is look and talk. The more you drink, the better I sound. It's 2022. See, so you already know. Pull it up if you made it to 2022, because there's not a lot of people okay. that didn't make it to 2022. So pour it up if you have. So have you ever chased apple juice with liquor? Have you ever mixed liquor and apple juice together? No,
1: no. Um, so I'm a drinker, but I'm not a drinker drinker, right? And what I mean is, like, I'll sip every now and again, but I'm not with, like, I don't have, I don't chase my liquor a lot. I do sometimes, but for the most part, if it's, if I'm just going to drink it straight. I may I may uh, chase it with like pineapple juice Or cranberry grape juice Or cranberry juice or something like that But I don't be messing with apple juice Like apple juice is like a delicacy to me Okay I don't mess Like I drink your ass is Don't mix it with nothing but some ice Like that's it Like don't fuck with my apple juice Okay let's leave the apple juice out of it
0: no, I <laughs> get it because I thought about it and then I thought about my college days and Where they had me chasing Hennessy and apple juice that was How did that taste? That It was very smooth. Apple juice is actually a very smooth chaser.
1: I might have to try that. I ain't <laughs> never... I mean, I've never thought to chase, you know, any liquor with apple juice. I just never thought of that. So, I might have to try and see what it tastes like.
0: Yeah, because I've done it years, though. But, yeah, it it, it kind of stuck back. It's like a friend... Some friends were like, hey, you should mix Hennessy with the apple juice. And I was like, hmm, it, it's smooth. I said, "Why?" Well, I, I wouldn't expect it to be smooth. But I was like, damn, okay.
1: I'm going to have to try it and see what it tastes
0: like. Yeah, you definitely have to try that and see what it tastes like. So what's something about podcasts you wish you would have known before you got started?
1: Um, I, so like, I think I wish I would have known a little bit more about equipment. So I'm like, I'm a low-key perfectionist. And so it was like, as soon as I started the podcast, like I went out and bought all this equipment. I bought a new, a new laptop. I was buying mics and different you know just all this type of equipment and it's like once I got into podcasting I don't even use half of that stuff you know so if anything I just wish I would have knew a lot about equipment and audio um, equipment and then you know just different things that we we think we need this stuff we don't need this stuff as long as I got a computer with internet connection or even just my cell phone, you know, I can get you guys an episode with great quality audio. Um, and as long as I got me some headphones, I'm good. Now I do use um, a Yeti mic. Um, I use a blue Yeti mic. And I feel like that's the best, that's like the best mic I've had out of all the studio equipment that I have purchased for my podcast over the years. So that's what I'm sticking with as of now. Um, I did have to upgrade my computer, but uh, for the most part, you don't need a whole lot of uh, equipment to get started.
0: Agreed, agreed, because I know why I, I definitely agree with that, because I was definitely buying mics and stuff that I don't really use, like, you know, I got to yeah. get a mic, and then for a while, I was just was using my um my Apple. To, I was using my iPhone, my iPad to record. And then once I got the MacBook, it was lights out. So I definitely feel yeah. you. So don't waste the money. Just get your podcast started. You know what I'm saying? That's, right. Because you might. Because some people they might they might waste all this money on podcasting and then and
1: realize like podcasting
0: not even for them. And it, it's a sad story because I'm like, damn, you don't waste all this money on all this equipment. You realize podcasting for you?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's
0: it's a sad story but please now also speaking of sad things i heard somebody on social media saying they too many black people got too many podcasts i'm like what do you think of that i'm like are you serious
1: um so i i don't think black people had too much of anything in all honesty you know i i love how we are coming into these um i don't even want to I like how we're dominating a lot of fields right now. I love how Black people are basically saying we want a piece of the pie. You know, quarantine, everybody's in the house. What they doing, they on social media, they listening to music, they listening to podcasts. Podcasting has really took taken off over the last couple of years. And so why not get a piece of that action? I don't care if it's 50,000 of us and we all talking about the same shit, or excuse me, if we all talking about the same stuff, like if it's gonna get you a coin if it's gonna get you a bag if you feel like it's a form of therapy you just want to get on here and talk because you feel like it's gonna help your mental health or whatever by all means do it black people don't have enough for nothing
0: we don't we don't Don't have enough for nothing so that's why i look down on other black people trying to say oh there's too many black podcasts oh y'all you don't need to start a podcast you need to go to therapy. no
1: some people I feel like a lot of people that a lot of people seeing there probably don't even listen to podcasts, anyways.
0: They damn sure don't. Or but they probably
1: mad because they haven't started their own podcast, you know. I mean it could be different things.
0: It really could be. It's like ain't nothing to get started if that's how you feel. It's like shit. It's be like, why not? Yeah. But it's like a lot of people what I've learned is that they're small minded and they just you gotta let people be in their small little minds and stuff. Mm-hmm ladies and gentlemen once again this is looking talk the more you drink the better we sound so what's something you're looking forward to in 2022 i know we just we're three days into 2022 what's something you're really looking forward to in 2022
1: um so i'm definitely looking forward to growth. um i'm looking forward to bringing on new and exciting um guests on my podcast um i don't i mm, i don't wanna i don't want to feed into exactly what I'm looking for because I'm I'm all about the element of surprise so I love doing a recap like when December hit I love just looking back on the year because all, all my resolutions at the, beginning of, at the beginning of the year never make it to the end of the year you know so it's like in 2022 I'm really just looking forward to the experience I'm not really pressed about anything I know I'm looking forward to growth um, whether it be mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, podcasting, you know, whatever. I'm just looking forward to growth. Um and that's really it, in all honesty. That's really it. I'm look, I'm just looking forward to growth
0: feel you there. I'm definitely looking forward to the growth as well. I'm just looking forward to more episodes. And also, you got a guest right here if you need one, so go ahead. And take I, know,
1: I definitely, I'm here thinking about what I can bring you on to talk about now. Yes,
0: yes. Um. Now, going back to your last episode, which is mental health awareness, do you think people, is that something people don't take seriously enough, or is it getting to a point where people just won't shut up about it?
1: You know what? I feel like uh, we are getting to a point where we are starting to realize, okay, yeah, our mental health is, is it, it is serious. You know, growing up in Black households, when we complained about being depressed, our parents didn't feed into that, you know, kids don't suffer from depression. But as we get older, you know, it don't matter what job we got, how much money we make. And if we're realizing that we're not happy and we're starting to realize that thing that it's, it's more to it than just the norm, you know, we're, a lot of people are starting to take their mental health seriously. A lot of people are starting to realize that, realize that mental health is an issue and that it needs to be addressed. A lot of people are starting to realize that a lot of their problems can't be solved with a bottle of liquor, can't be solved with drugs. It can't be solved with sex or the misuse of sex. Like, it's just, we just starting to wake up and we starting to realize that, okay, yeah, I need to, I need to do something about this.
0: Yes, and I, I feel like it's about time we start tapping into these mental health resources because it's like too many people of color are dying because of stress that that mm-hmm. like you said that that liquor, the sex, and whatever it is can't solve. And it's like we need to take control of those things, and also we gotta learn how to to cut things out. Like if, if it's a job stressing you, do not be afraid to to say to, to hell with that job because Lord no, well, God forbid something happened to you. That job, they're gonna have somebody right in your own place the next day, you know what I'm saying? Or, or, if a, or if it's a spouse or somebody you're with, don't be afraid to cut them off because they're not good for your mental health, because I guarantee you there's somebody out there better for you, you know?
1: Right. I totally agree. Totally agree.
0: And it's like, uh, and I'm happy that people are starting to take control of that. And also, parents out there, you better take it to help your kids with their mental health while they're young, because when they get older, they might grow up and be better with you, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, because mm-hmm. there's a lot, lot of things you they'll realize that they should have learned as a kid that they're like, mom or dad, why you didn't do this for me?
1: Yeah, I um, I'm in the process of getting my children counseling as well, because what has what happens is growing up in a household, you suffer from different traumas and not even realizing it but once you start your family those traumas start to be put onto your children um and it's not their fault it's just that you haven't been healed from whatever trauma is bothering you and now you're putting your children through that same trauma so to speak so um, it's definitely necessary that not only do parents get this, uh proper treatment that they need as far as therapy, but children need therapy as well. Regardless, you can buy them all the toys in the world. You can give them whatever they want. That's not going to solve the problem though. And it, I feel when, like a lot of parents need to wake up and realize that.
0: And it really isn't. And why do some parents always have this mentality of, oh, I struggled. So you're going to struggle too. I'm like, No, shouldn't the job as a parent be try to do everything you can to help your kids so that way they don't struggle the way you struggle?
1: It should. Oh, excuse me. It should be, but you have to also keep in mind that um, a lot of parents are so stuck in their ways, they don't know no better. You know, you have parents out here that were raised by parents, that was raised by parents, that was raised by parents that didn't know no better. You know, so ultimately it's just... um, of uh, ignorance raising ignorance, raising ignorance. And that's not to, I'm not calling nobody's parents ignorance. I'm more so speaking on the lack of knowing. Um, so what happens is you have a parent that doesn't know how to be a parent, which nobody really knows how to be a parent. There is no right or wrong way to parenting, so to speak. You know, nobody can write a book on how to parent, but at the same time, you have One, you have one parent that is doing the best they can to raise a child and that child grows up to do the best that they can and so on and so forth. But what they don't realize is, it's like that, that ignorance or that lack of knowing is being put on this child. It's just a generation, a generation, a generation of ignorance, so to speak, lack of knowing that is just going on and on. And what happens is I'm, I'm raising my kids the way my mama raised me. But the way I, I have issues with the way my mama raised me, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, that's where I learned how to be a mom from my mom, you know? So it's like, it's just passing down bad behavior or, you know, just, it's, it's just passed down behavior that they, it needs to come to a, a stopping point at some point, you know? So it does.
0: And yeah. it, it really does. And it's like, and to those parents, I say, why can't you be the stopping point? Like, why can't you see that this was wrong and you see how yeah. it affected you? So what's to expect? And now you have a kid and they're showing the signs of you, you know, why, why, why can't you be this change? You know, why do you, why do you have to continue? Why can't, why do you have to continue the string of ignorance? Why can't you break the chain of ignorance?
1: Well, you have to keep in mind, a lot of people don't think it's ignorant. mm a lot of a lot of people don't see the problem. Don't see that they're the problem. You know, we have to keep in mind that if I yell, if I yell at my kids every day, I don't see that as a problem. But my kids are affected by that, and they it's it's it, it bothers them. But me as a parent yelling at them, I don't see that as a problem. You see what I'm saying? So you have a lot of parents that are doing things that as a child, we may think something is wrong or on the outside looking in, we may see that as an issue, but that parent don't see it as an issue. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, it's just a, it's a bunch of lack of knowing being pushed down, just being pushed down generation after generation. You know, when I was parenting my child, or parenting my children, I didn't see some of the things that I was doing as an issue. I felt like because I wasn't physically disciplining my children that I was doing right by them, but me verbally abusing them, verbally yelling and verbally cussing and, you know, raising my voice, that's not healthy either. That's not healthy behavior either, you know? And it took me to go on my mental health journey to realize, oh shit, I've turned into this person and- Now I'm, I'm afraid of what me turning into a monster could have possibly done or what impact it could have possibly put onto my children, you know? So a lot of parents don't have that, that wake up moment. A lot of parents don't have that, um, you know, that, uh, light come on to where they realize, Oh, you know, okay. My behavior is, is something's wrong with my behavior, you know? So we have to take that into consideration as well.
0: That's true, and what I realize is a lot of parents they don't have that wake up realization until their kid is an adult and not really dealing with them, and that's what my mm-hmm. fear is, or yeah. that fear is also that kid just giving their parent a hard, just giving their parent a bad rep, and just really making that kid, that parent pay for all the years of trauma and pain that you caused them. And it's like, you know, at some point you got to realize that. I'm going to get old one day. I'm going to have to count mm-hmm. on my kids and I don't want to be to the point where my kids don't want to come around me or they're going to have kids and they not, may not want to bring I might not be able to see my grandkids. So, so yeah. tell my parents that I hope y'all don't have y'all ha, hope y'all have that wake up moment while you're young, but
1: you know, yeah, that's why I have my children in therapy now as well as myself, because when I realized that um, when I realized that there was an issue, I wanted to hurry up and try to get them the the help that they needed as far as therapy because I have to keep in mind that the people that my children grow up to be I have a I have a, a say so in that to a, to a certain extent like the 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 upbringing that I have, that my children have within my household can can determine the type of adults that they turn out to be. So if I'm doing a lot of yelling and cussing and fussing and, you know, I'm doing all of this, you know, because of whatever I have that I'm dealing with and I'm putting it on to them, you know, they're basically going to grow up to be me times five. So I need to, you know, work overtime and effectively to get them the, the treatment that they need or the healing that they need so that it doesn't affect them as adults. You know, I don't want my children to have children and raise their children like how I'm raising my children. As far like the most I do is yell, cuss and fuss. Right. My children have everything that they need. They get what they want, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like even still just me cussing and fussing and portraying all of my anger and rage on them that's not healthy for them. And so I, when I realized that I had a problem, I wanted to fix me and then I want to fix them, you know? So I strongly suggest any, and everybody to go through therapy, even for those people who don't even feel like they need it, try it out and see, cause you may need it and not even realize it.
0: Yes, that's definitely the case. Therapy can definitely make a difference. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's like, and don't be afraid to go to the therapist cause it's like, everybody's saying therapy, this, therapy, that, Hey, it don't hurt to give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies exactly. and gentlemen, this yeah. is liquor talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. Get that liquor pulled up. If you haven't done so already, we are having a really good conversation y'all. So talking about healing, like, is it hard to heal from things? Cause I, I realize it is, but at what, at what point do you realize you've healed from something?
1: Um, I guess the way you react to it when it comes back around. So for example, if you was in a bad relationship and like this this partner just really took you down through there, you'll know you you're healed from it. When you get to a point where you can forgive them, you know, I don't know what is in the air, but out of nowhere, I had an ex hit me up out of nowhere. And like, we had a really toxic relationship And he hit me up out of nowhere, like nothing ever happened. And it's like, I used to be so angry and mad and frustrated at this person. Like I literally would just, uh, just like, I really just had to like step back and really calm myself down just with the thought of this person. Um, And when he just hit me up, it was like, I knew I was healed from the, from what he had put me through when I was able to not feel that anger and not feel that rage and that frustration um when I talk to him or whatever you know so I didn't forget but I definitely did forgive and that helps a lot with healing um but you have to also keep in mind that once you're healed you don't let that you don't let the problem that hurt you um you don't let it hurt you again so I'm healed and I'm aware and I'm also being mindful of this person and what he put me through and what he could possibly put me through again you know so healing is not hard but once you get the hang of it once you learn to just forgive and not and once you become aware and not let those things that hurt you before hurt you again um it becomes a lot easier for a lot of people
0: yes it is and sometimes people you gotta just uh, forgive somebody even when they don't apologize because You'll have Mm -hmm. people. You have to
1: be the bigger person.
0: You got to be because you'll have people that they'll be so headstrong and believing that I wasn't wrong. I wasn't wrong. And the one thing I've learned about people is people will always react to you and how you react. No, but never want to hold themselves accountable for their actions that may have pushed you for your act to what to you to you um to your reaction you know i'm saying because they'll never yeah. see the things they did to, that led up to you just saying to hell with it or just snapping on them you know yeah they'll never see that
1: yeah yeah those are um yeah i i used to be like that i used to feel like i was never wrong i was always right and that's like if we go back to the parenting thing that's how i was parenting my kids like i felt like i was never wrong my kids were always wrong, and I, that was my reason for having to yell and fuss at them because they was always wrong, but I never re- really did take into consideration um, the, the, the role that I played, you know, so you have a lot of narcissistic people out here that have that same type of mentality where they feel like they're never wrong, they never take accountability for what they did, they always push the blame on somebody else, so yeah, I totally agree.
0: Yeah, and also people, accountability helps. They'll save friendships. They'll save relationships. They'll save whatever bond is uh, to take some accountability for yourselves. Mm -hmm. And also, healing is hard, but also you just got to take the step and just address it with yourself because it's like sometimes we don't even realize we need to heal from things. It's like, I'll admit that's something podcasting exposed me to, Like because sometimes I'll get triggered when talking about relationships because of my lack of success, and it's like, There's some things I realized I had to heal through. And I said, I know I healed from it when I could talk about it and joke about it, you know? So, you know, there's some things you got to take this small steps and healing from, but it's not easy. You're right. It's definitely not easy.
1: Yeah, it's not at all. Um, Like I said, going through my mental health journey, it, 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 it has been a struggle. I will say that it has not been easy. And I think the hardest part about going through my mental health stru- my mental health journey was actually looking at myself after realizing a lot of things about myself. You know, you have to keep in mind, I had to, I had been living, going like I mentioned in my last episode, I had been living life in the costume of a wolf. And what and what happened was I got stuck in this costume to the point where I couldn't take it off. And when I finally did get to a point where I could take it off, I had to look at all the damage that I have done in my life as a wolf. So nobody knows me as me. They see me as this big, bad wolf that I have been portraying for so long. And um, what happens is now I'm trying to just like navigate through life as me. And it's kind of hard because nobody sees me as me. They see me as the big, bad wolf because that's the persona that I have been portraying and living my life through for so long. So once you start the journey of healing, it's not going to be easy, but it's definitely going to be worth it in the long run. It's definitely going to be worth it in the long run.
0: Well, I feel you on that you was one pretty wolf
1: <laughs> thank you, <laughs> um, thank you. <laughs> so so
0: so I get it like I'm like damn I'm thinking of a wolf I'm there but I I guess I guess sometimes beautiful people can be wolves as well you know what I'm saying so
1: looks have nothing to do with it I've had some of the finest men in the world break me down to pieces some of the finest men some of the prettiest girls when have you ever noticed how in movies it's always the pretty girls that are the bullies it's always it's
0: always the pretty girls that are the assholes
1: yeah and that's because they have a lot of insecurities within themselves so looks have nothing to do with it like i'm pretty yes but I, i have a bad a real nasty attitude my looks ain't gonna get me no healthy relationship with my children it's not gonna strengthen my relationship with god like looks mean nothing and a lot of it takes uh, a um it takes a rude awakening for someone to realize that like your looks mean nothing absolutely nothing
0: yes that's that's so true and people think oh you will catfish you this it don't look like nothing but it's always the ones that don't look the part that might look like catfish that might be the best for you or do right the best right for you you know
1: yeah it's it ultimately um someone who is genuinely like just have a nice heart who is real kind hearted and have a nice heart those are the ones who get slept on those are the ones who get used and abused, and i think it's sad but it's true
0: yeah but also the ones that it, it, sometimes it gets to the point where the ones with the kind hearts, they turn, they, they turn into wolves themselves. They turn into people that just don't give. When somebody with a nice heart don't give a fuck, that's when you know you messed up. Cause. Do
1: you, you want to know why? Because I just spoke on this on my platform as well. It's wolves out here being harsh or it's 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 the ones, is the women who let me see how I can explain this. It's, it's, it's the men out here who deserve to be dogged, and then it's men out here who deserve to be treated you know, like they got, with some respect, and what happens is you have those, you have women that, women and men who are, treat who the bad guys are basically being bad guys to the good girls and the good guys you see what I'm saying, mm-hmm. so like wolves are attacking sheep which is natural, I guess, but in, in this, figuratively speaking, wolves are attacking sheep and those sheep are turning into wolves themselves, whereas wolves should be attacking wolves. So it's almost like they say, um, hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's one of those things. So. Hurt A hurt person, a person who haven't truly healed, they go out and they get into a relationship with a good guy or a good girl, but then they dog that good girl and that good guy, they drag them. And now that person, because they have been hurt, they go out and they hurt somebody else. And it's just a cycle that is going to continue to go around until people realize, hurt people, hurt people, and we need to stop hurting people and heal so that we can start healing people that we get into relationships we or at least helping them heal or guiding them to their journey of healing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a bad, it's a bad scenario or it's a bad situation, but it's life. And that's, that's just how it is.
0: Yeah. that's one thing I've learned. That it's just life and that's just how it is. And it's just, you can't let certain scenarios just defeat you at always. You can't let certain scenarios change how you treat people and stuff, but you're a little mindful of who you go all out for. It's like, you got to learn them. If they go all out do for them. And you know what I'm saying? You got to just match their energy, I guess.
1: Yeah. But see, that's where that ignorance come in. Cause you got a lot of people out here that are hurt mm-hmm. and they don't know that they're hurt. You know, if you feel like you got to turn up and go to the club every weekend, if you got a drink, every every day all day long if you feel like you need to smoke and do drugs on a regular basis you're really using these mechanisms to cope because there's an underlying issue that you may not know anything about or that you may not even be aware of but there is an issue there anybody who abuses anything has some form of an issue alcoholic or um alcoholism if I hope I said that right. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people who abuse, who abuse alcohol, are trying to cope, and they're using alcohol to fill a void. Men who abuse women for sex, women who abuse men for sex, people who abuse drugs—they're they are using all of this stuff: sex, drugs, alcohol. They're using that as a coping mechanism, but they don't understand. They don't even realize that they have an issue that they're using these substances to cope for, to cope with.
0: Mm. Yes. So where,
1: where you got hurt people hurting, hurting other people the hurt people don't even know they hurt they don't even know they hurt mm. and, that's, and that's that's really that's really what, what what we're dealing with right now and so like ever since i've gotten on my healing journey i have made a vow that i wasn't ready to date so i'm not dating um i kind of took a I want, I don't want to say I'm going celibate, but I'm not interacting with anybody physically because I feel like I was, I'm a hurt person. And the last thing I want to continue to do is to continue to hurt people. So, and starting with my kids, you know, so I'm not, I'm not interacting with anybody on a physical level, emotional, mental, none of that. Like I'm just so focused on healing and becoming a better person so that I could be a better person to uh, be a better mother to my children as well as be a better person to everyone around me. That's
0: real mad respect over there for that you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. you are you're one of the rare people that i've heard that say i'm i'm gonna go ahead and address these issues and just cut everyone cut myself off from everybody until right. I get these issues addressed because you have a lot of people that are still try to be up under somebody they think their healing is being up under somebody or yeah, you know not- and just moving on
1: hmm if you don't address the issue, it's gonna still be there. It may go away for a while, but eventually it will come back.
0: Yeah, it'll, it'll come back in a form of fashion, a different form of fashion, until you address it. And uh, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because it could be somebody that does something that it reminds you of that certain X, and you're like, "God damn it!"
1: Yep.
0: And yep. it's it's so crazy, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, this is liquor talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. So get that liquor pulled up uh, in a respectful manner, responsible manner of people. Don't be abusing it. I no, here I you know. Because <laughs> I know there are some people that they abuse it or they'll be like, oh, you just talk about drinking. Um you clearly haven't <laughs> listened to the podcast because we don't even talk about drinking out here. <laughs> we talk about real issues though. Right. But but how do you know you've healed and you're okay to deal with people again?
1: Um so I I know what my, what my problems were. I know what my guards were. Um, I'm, I'm a very masculine woman, but I was, I don't, my masculinity came from the trauma that was put on me. Okay. So I use my maculate, my masculinity as a defense mechanism. So I, I, in my head, I realized that once i get to a point where i can naturally be feminine it's not something that is forced it's not something that i'm trying to do it just comes natural to me then i feel like that's when i feel like i'll be ready to take that next step into you know start wanting to date or just share my energy with somebody um but even though i'm not looking to entertain anybody I'm also not it. I'm not gonna stop it if it's naturally supposed to happen. So like, if I meet a guy and we just become friends, I'm okay with that. But it's not like I'm intentionally going out and looking for some or looking for somebody to date. You know. Um, So I'm not going to naturally stop the forces of the universe as far as introducing me to someone, but I'm not looking to be introduced to someone either, if that makes sense. Um, So I feel like I'll know I'm ready to date when I naturally start being the woman that I want to be, which is a more feminine woman, because I'm so masculine. And it's like, that is so oh my God, it's so disgusting to me how when I just stepped back and just looked at myself and like how I just carried myself, like I always had an attitude. When a guy came up to me, I was just real rude. I didn't really care to be, you know, in a print. Like I just, oh, it just disgusts me. But I feel like once I naturally just come off feminine, I feel like that'll be a step forward into, okay, I might be ready to start
0: dating or pursuing someone that's real that's real. And i get that you know what I'm saying that's that's respect you know what i'm saying you do because you you do have a lot of women out here that they'll just show up knowing damn well they don't look pretty but they'll just show up and look pretty and just get what they'll use that oh, i just gonna show up and look pretty knowing damn well i ain't ready to date just get whatever yeah. they want out of a man so at least you're not one of those women which i highly just highly respect. Them, you know because those yeah. types you just rarely meet
1: Yeah. I, um, when I realized that I had a problem, I deleted all my dating apps. I deleted all my profiles on all the dating apps that I was on because just a couple months ago, I thought I was ready to date, but then it was like maybe two weeks after that, I realized, okay, wait, I got a problem. I'm like, really? Like, I'm just not approachable, you know? So I had to figure out what was going on with me, which is when I uh, discovered all these other issues that I had mentally. Um, so yeah, I just, I want to work on me so that I can be the best woman that I can be for whatever man God decided to send my way.
0: That's real. That's real. And I feel like a lot of people need to take that step and just pull back and just work on them instead of you know being up under somebody or just going through a whole phase or just, you know, or just hurting everybody else because you're hurting. That's, that's Mm -hmm. never the answer because guess what? That's going to come back on you in a bad way.
1: And then that's going to, yeah. Then that hurt person is going to go off and hurt somebody else. So yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's a chain of hurt that needs to, that just needs to stop. And what do you think about women that feel like that they can't just be there for men because there'll be some, There'd be some women that'd be like, oh my goodness, he doesn't know. He doesn't, um, he just looks at me as a therapist. I'm like, well, you shouldn't present yourself as a therapist. I don't, I don't know.
1: Um. So as, as a woman who, um, I can relate a lot to that. I feel like I was always what the man needed me to be for him, but the man was never what I needed him to be for me. Um, and like I said, in my mental health episode that I, when I started to realize the type of men that I was attracted to, that's when I realized I had, there was something going on. You know, I was always attracted to the man who was broken and who needed a woman like me to make him whole. But what was happening is I was giving so much of myself to this man, to make him better, that it was draining me. And I was losing out to the point where he wasn't feeding me the same energy that I was feeding him. So it was weakening me and dimming my light, but I was making him a better man so that he could go off and be a better man to the next woman. You know? So a lot of us women, a lot of us women, especially strong women, we attract weak men and men who lack certain things because we know we can make them better but the only thing that we fail to realize is yes we can make them better but we have to also keep in mind that we may not be making them better for us we may be making him better for the next woman
0: yeah and I feel like a lot of women they do that but I'm like sometimes I'm just like why don't you try to make him better for you or you know what I'm saying? Just make him a better person in general, because it's like I know as rare as it sounds, it's like I know me personally. If I ran into that kind of woman that helped me out, you know what I'm saying? That was I see she was helping me. My mind says, well, how can I help her? How can I return the favor? And let's build but something see, together. But see,
1: that's your mindset. So you have to keep in mind the type of men the type of men that I was attracted to mm-hmm. were selfish and inconsiderate. Mm-hmm. So when I uplifted them and I brought them out of their dark place with just my energy and me being the woman that I was, they wasn't checking for me. They they going to go get with the next woman. You know what I'm saying? So but the, where the issue comes in at is that a lot of men get into relationships with women because they know that they can benefit from that relationship. So they can get and get they can take and take and take from that relationship, but they're not giving anything because they're saving what they want to give for the next woman, you know. So that's where a lot of issues come into play with relationships. You got a lot of people in relationships with different people that they don't even want to be in relationships with, they're just there for their own monetary gain or their own benefits, you know. They're there to take whatever it is for them to take, you know. So, what in my situation. I was just constantly getting into relationships with men who benefited from being with me and they they took from me and took from me and took from me, but they never gave anything in return. And because I'm so focused on helping him, helping him and, you know, helping him grow and into this person that I want him to be for me, I didn't even realize that he not even feeding me and giving to me to help me be the woman that he need me to be for him. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because ultimately, I was never the woman he needed me to be for him. His the woman he needed to be was the woman he ended up with after me. Um if that makes any sense. Um yeah. so yeah, a lot of times we don't even realize that the relationship isn't beneficial on both ends. It's only one sided and not, you know, not equal.
0: Yeah. And I feel that. And it's just because I've been in those same situations where I've dealt with a lot of women who they benefited from me. And then they saw as soon as a sign of weakness or a sign of something like they it just felt like I was on eggshells where if I made one mistake, they were on to somebody else. They were mentally already on to someone else. And it's like and sometimes you look up it, I'm like, you complain to me about this man hitting you up while he went in a relationship with somebody else. But yeah, now you're with them. I'm like, seriously, you know, it's just some things like that, it just makes you they say, What the fuck? And it just, you know, it's like, and I know I've healed from it because I could talk about it, but it just it just kind of ruined, does ruin you for the next woman, but you can't let it ruin, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's so it. so so I totally so I totally feel you on the whole giving yourself for the giving yourself up for the wrong person and not get anything in return, because. It's like we just run into a lot of people that are users and stuff. And it's just, and sometimes I look at myself, I'm like, damn, I'm one strong motherfucker. Cause I'm like, the fact that I haven't just turned into one of these savage men that just, you know, that just like all the other men, I'm like, damn, I'm still me, in spite of that. You know, that's a, that's how I can look at myself and say, I, I can just I have a tough healed, and I can also tell that, you know, that I'm doing something right. Well,
1: that's good for you.
0: Yeah, and it's good for you too, you know, to heal as well, because I've, I've heard a lot of women that they just get tired of giving and giving. They just become the ultimate women who just try to take a man, try to get as much as, uh, out of a man as they can, and then just say to hell with them once they, once they realize he broke.
1: Or well, not only that, um, a lot of women who are tired of giving have got it to the point where they have built such successful careers for themselves that they don't even need a man now. You know, so like I had an episode once where we discussed this and I feel like that's why this whole sneaky link, like this whole sneaky link movement, side chicks and side dude movement, like it's on a rise. Because ultimately, a lot of women are so successful now, they're not even looking for relationships anymore. They're looking for someone to come and satisfy them momentarily. And then like, that's it. You know, come in, let's have sex, let's satisfy me. And then you leave. I don't care for the emotional part of a relationship. I just want the physical and to be done with it, you know? So um, yeah, a lot of women, not even just women, but men as well, you know they've gotten to the point where they are tired of the headache that relationships bring, and so they just want everything. But
0: so yeah, and and I agree with that and I and I and sometimes you look back and, you, and I'm like, and I see why going through what I've gone through. I'm like, I see why people are like that. It's but it's, it's not good, but I see why. hmm Because it's, it's not healthy. But in 2022, it's not healthy at all. I hope, I really hope this changes in 2022, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll definitely see. It's just, <laughs> I just, at the end of the day, we just got to do what's best for us, even though you hope everything changes and works out differently, and we hope that everybody continues to heal. But at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you. You just got to be selfish in some areas. You just got to do what's best for you in 2022. Yeah, I'm
1: totally with it. I'm totally with it.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I still find it hard to believe I'm saying 2022, because it feels like, damn, 2021 just got here. I'm like, damn, another new year. Like,
1: 2021 went by so fast. I'm still in 2020, you know, but nonetheless, it is 2022, and I'm just, I'm ready for whatever 2022 got to offer. Whatever it is, I'm ready for it.
0: Yeah, that's why I said I'm, I'm just ready for it because it can't be no worse than 2020 and 2021. So it can get can only go. That's how you taste stuff. It can only go up from here. So you know. Yeah, most definitely. Yes, most definitely. So so what, what you got what you got in store for the people for um which podcast coming up in 2022?
1: Um, so like I said before, I definitely want to bring on some new guests. Um, you know what? I really I'm not even gonna change much. I'm not changing much. I feel like I have a really good flow of the way my show is going, and I think I want to keep it that way. Um, we started I started YouTube back in 2021, so if anything, I'm going to be growing my YouTube channel, maybe add some different segments on YouTube. But as far as the audio, I'm still going to bring y'all real raw and uncut conversations. Um, and like I tell my fans all the time, if I can't get y'all the best of me, I'm not going to drop an episode. Like that's just all it is it. Y'all gonna either get the best of me or y'all not gonna get nothing because I refuse to sit down in this space and half ass with my listeners. Like I'm just not gonna do that. So in 2022, just expect more guests. Um, I've been going through a little situation at work. So my work schedule has been fluctuating, but as soon as I get that situated, I'm definitely gonna bring my listeners more consistency. Um, And yeah, I just, uh-huh. I'm just, I'm just gonna get y'all, like I said, I'm gonna get y'all the best of me and we're gonna take it from there.
0: And lastly, like I, like I like I say to everybody, you got a dope platform. I do enjoy your episodes. I do check out your episodes um, even before Thank I had you, the I run, appreciate that I need to check it out. So to know who I'm dealing with, you know what I'm saying who I'm talking to, you know, so I definitely appreciate you coming on. But lastly, why do why do people need to subscribe to the Coffee and Apple juice podcast?
1: Listen, I bring y'all a point of view that y'all may not be ready for. I bring y'all a point of view that y'all may have never heard before. Um, my, Like I said before, my conversations are real. They raw, they uncut. I'm all for us, but I'll, I'm all for being fair as well. So that's definitely something. Ladies, I got our back, but I had to call us on our shit too. So my, it's just subscribe and find out for yourself. And if it's not for you, hey, it's not for you. But if it is for you, just know that I'm coming with everything in me i'm
0: coming that's real that that is a podcast i can get behind you know what i'm saying because she telling y'all that fellas you might want to tap in with them because she will call the women out on their bullshit
1: yes that, i will
0: that's not a lot of women out here that are willing to do that i'm just saying you know
1: yes i will
0: but aisha i want to thank you for coming on Look liquor talk Helped me kick off 2021. I definitely not 2021, but 2022. <laughs> I definitely appreciate it. You know, I'm so saying I definitely you're appreciate more than the vibe. Um, like I said, whenever you're ready to have me on, remember I might be in Florida, but I'm just a DM away. So whenever you're ready to plan to have me on, just let's plan to do it. You know,
1: I definitely will. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you.
0: No problem, and thank you to listeners. For listening to liquor Talk. We're kicking off 2022. We're taking over. So keep pouring up. Keep subscribing and keep tapping in with us. And we're going to keep giving you more liquor talk. So until the next episode, we out this thing, y'all. We out.